any of the eight people can win up to one million dollars. They don't know each other, but if they want to win that money, they'll have to work as a team as round by round, they eliminate the player voted the weakest link right here on Game Shows, I suppose. Everybody and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. We have a fantastic show today. Carne is going to be stopping by to talk about the weakest link. I just like I just like saying that the the weakest link. And yes, I, I know this is like one of those weird back of your thought memories because everyone remembers at one point in the mid 2000s, everyone's like, you are the weakest link, goodbye. And you know what? I, maybe that, that went away just like talk to the hand. I don't know. But uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun here. I want to thank all of the uh, people at the Buzzcast Network for welcoming me after the news broke from last week. Lots of fun. Can't thank them enough. Would love to have some of those podcasters on this show talking about some of the greatest game shows of our lifetime. But unfortunately, we have to get through the hardware first, and that is, of course, with the news. All right. I'm going to do something I haven't done yet in the history of the show. Uh, Okay, except for maybe that Truly episode. I'm going to open up a little Coke Zero. That's a little Coke Zero action for you. Have a sit. And what I did is, this time around, really bizarre. Let's see if this works, see if it doesn't work. Uh, I just put up all the news in different tabs. Uh, I usually have like a little outline up uh, to show what, what everything is. So if you're scrolling and clicking, it's it's still basically just me reading the news and then coming up with my opinions there that way. Uh, so it should be a little bit of fun here. Uh, first of all, I hope everyone is enjoying Disney Plus and taking the Mr. Boogity Challenge. Uh, Van Rubishaw uh, came up with the cool idea of the Mr. Boogity Challenge. Uh, to throw off the algorithm, all you got to do is uh, sign up to Disney Plus and have the first, the first uh, result be, your very first thing that you watch, be Mr. Boogity, uh, that 1980s spooky movie. It's a lot of fun. Give it a try. Try the Boogie Challenge today. Uh, but if you don't have Disney Plus or can't afford it, because look, there's like 20,000 different uh, streaming services now, and uh, I guess everyone's a piece of the pie, uh, what you could do is you could watch the first season of Taskmaster on YouTube. Uh, it was put up a few days ago, five days ago, uh, that you could watch season one of Taskmaster, with the British version, by the way, in its full, so it was six episodes long. Uh, give it a watch. If the if the show is deemed successful and there's a lot of views, 
Something tells me they'll put up Series 2, Series 3, etc. Because what recently happened is that Avalon's pulling Taskmaster from the Dave channel in the UK and is going to put it, I believe, on either BBC or Channel 4. I'm leaning towards Channel 4. And if it ends up being put up on BBC or Channel 4, my guess is this could give it the kind of clout it's necessary to make it an even bigger international game show. Uh, so putting the first season up on YouTube might be a start. Uh, it could lead to a Netflix deal, kind of like the Great British Bake Off. Who knows? But I love Taskmaster. We did talk about that with Gertrude Perkins a while back. So give that episode a listen and go watch Taskmaster. It's uh, it, They don't have an official, like, it's not like go to YouTube.com slash whatever. Uh, so link will be in the description of this episode as well as others. Uh, next, uh, on Deadline's reporting about League of Their Own. Now, we talked about that game coming out uh, last week. James Corden's League of Their Own. They got the League of Their Own to James Corden. Um, but now it's uh, it's going to be renamed. League of Their Own is going to be called Game On. Yep, going to be called Game On. Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peel fame, uh, you know... Peel winds up doing uh, spooky horror movies, and Keegan-Michael Key gets to be the secondary character in the John Cena comedy. Uh, Venus Williams and Rob Gronkowski will also join CBS's remake of James Corden's BAFTA-winning League of Their Own. Let me read off this. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key will host a remake. Oh, he's going to be the host. Keegan-Michael Key is going to be the host to League of Their Own. In Game On, Key will sit uh, in the seat Corden occupies in the UK version of the format, presiding over two teams navigating rounds of sporting questions and physical challenges such as sumo wrestling. Uh, the captains will be Venus Williams and Rob Gronkowski. So Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots, Super Bowl wins. That weird guy who hosted, I think, didn't he host Crash Leads for a bit? Uh, and Venus Williams of the of the famous Williams sisters, uh, not Serena, who's currently winning a lot of singles matches. Uh, they'll be joined by regulars such as Bobby Lee from Mad TV and Ian Carmel, who is an Emmy award-winning writer on The Late Late Show with James Corden. So, so there you have it, folks. If you are a writer for a, a late-night talk show, you can, you too can wind up being on a game show uh, that was executive produced by your other boss. Uh, <laughs> funny how that works. Uh, Game On will be produced by Corden's production company, Full Wealth 76, CPL Productions, which created the UK series, and CBS's iProductions. Uh, ben Wilson, James Corden, Emma Conway, our executive producer for Full Wealth, David Hiller, Murray Bolin, Daniel Lux, executive producer for CPL, Gronkowski, L. Key, Keegan P, and Henry Benzie and Williams also serve as executive producers. Winston said, We couldn't find a better host and partner with Keegan Michael Key, and I can't wait to see Gronk and Venus as we've never seen them before going head to head in some epic, yet ridiculous battles. League of Their Own launched in 2010, running for 14 seasons, inspiring Smash shows such as League of Their Own US Road Trip. The series has won two BAFTAs, including Comedy Entertainment Program in this year's ceremony. Uh, CPL is owned by Red Arrow Studios, which sells the show internationally. Uh, you know what, though? I'm excited to see the show work. I mean, it looks like they got good guests if they got Gronk and Venus. But I'm now starting to uh, say this This is going to be a new Jordan uh, prediction here. Uh, you know how we talk about celebrities and EP credits because budgetary moments, and that's how you get a lot of these A-list celebrities and package deals, and this seems like a whole lot of package deals. 
Uh, here is the Jordan prediction. Are you ready? Uh, <clears throat> the more executive producers a show has, uh, the more likely it is of being bad. I, I think the magic number is six or fewer. It used to be four or fewer, uh, but I think now six is the magic number. Uh, if your show has more than six, that means seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, whatever, uh, your show is going to be doomed to begin with because of all the packaging deals. And when you're an EP, you get a say in it, and that means too many cooks, which will spoil the broth. Uh, that's why I, I go with that. You can't have so many EPs on a show. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like... Uh, the best way to explain it in, in a simple term is, you know how on some Patreons, it's the if you donate a certain amount of money, uh, the guy will get to say your name out loud in the podcast. Uh, for instance, like, uh, hey, uh, shout outs to Megusto Carne and Cody Witchman for the $5 donations. Uh, also, shout outs to Jack Sammons for the $5 donation as well. Uh, because those three are $5 Patreons on Jordan Haas on the Jordan Haas Patreon, patreon.com slash Jordan Haas, they have producer credit and will be said right now in this episode. Carne, Cody, and Jack. Anyway, I think if you have too many executive producers and say we had a hundred of those, it would be a little too much to say everyone's name out loud and you, the listener, would just be droning on because I just keep saying name after name after name after name. That's going to be the case with a lot of the shows going forward. Because of the deals that are taking place, the contract laws that go into the production of the shows, and essentially because they want to go viral and they want to see who gets the credit. A lot of people who work on the shows tirelessly, like the PAs, the interns, the challenge producers, art departments, a lot of the people who, who also work behind the scenes barely get the credits at all. That uh, I'm worried this show could be a false start, even though I think League of Their Own is a great sports game show. And if you are a sports nerd, this is the right amount of comedy with sport that could actually intrigue you. It really depends what where CBS puts this. If this is like a Friday or Saturday show, I mean, which is most likely the case, it'll be dead on arrival. If they put this on Sunday nights after the big game, there's a good chance that could work. But it's also going to be a catch-22 because, as you know, you're going to stay tuned to watch the game show about sports. Or if you're CBS and you have a great game going on, why not have like the big drama or the big reality show fill its spot instead but that's just the prediction i think it can work it just depends on what time they put it and where i i'm hesitant i think Keegan michael p will be a great host though i think that would actually work uh considering his great improv skills in the show uh anyway speaking of disney plus because disney plus just launched remember take the boogity challenge uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is going to host a kids game show for Disney Plus called The Big Fib. I think we talked about this last week, but if you haven't, uh, let me repeat this. Yvette Nicole Brown, star of Community in the upcoming Disney Plus live adaptation of Lady and the Trump. Didn't Lady and the Tramp actually like come out today, too? I don't... Never mind. We'll host the big film uh, along with co-star Riz Darby from Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, it is based on the popular Gen Z media podcast called Pants on Fire. Not to be confused with the UK game show called Pants on Fire, which was based on silly stunts. 
The half-hour shows feature two grown-ups who claim to be experts on a topic, but one of them is lying. The kid contestants have to figure out which one of the grown-ups is telling the big fib. Uh, there is no word on when the big fib will premiere. Lady and the Tramp is available when it launched. Yay. Uh, next, uh, Wheel of Fortune news. Uh, Vanna White's hosting Wheel of Fortune because Pat Sajak is recovering from surgery. Wheel of Fortune found a fitting way to solve an unexpected puzzle. Ha <laughs> ha! With longtime host Pat Sajak sidelined by emergency surgery, his on-screen partner Vanna White will host a show in his absence. Uh, on Twitter on Friday, our taping on Thursday was canceled because Pat Sajak underwent successful emergency surgery to correct a blocked intestine. He is resting comfortably and looking forward to getting back to work. Taping resumed today as scheduled, and Vanna White has stepped in as host. Uh, Sajak and White recently renewed their contracts to remain till the year 2022. Uh, so... Uh, the Christmas episodes that are coming up with with Mickey Mouse uh, and Christmas trees, those are going to be the ones hosted by Vanna White. So heads up, folks. If you already see Vanna White finally host a show that's not in like the PC game or the PlayStation game or the N64 game, now is your chance to see Vanna finally host the show. Uh, no word how you, there's going to be a puzzle solver. Is it going to be goofy like tapping the squares or is it going to just magically pop up as usual who knows but uh get excited for that uh next in british game show news jeremy vine to crown britain's ultimate quiz champion in his first major itv show jeremy vine bbc presenter and host of channel 5's daily chat show jeremy vine is from his major form on itv a game show pitting some britain's best quizzers against each other ITV has commissioned Spun Gold to make Quiz Master, a 90-minute special in which 15 game show champions and contestants will battle it out to be crowned Britain's ultimate quiz competitor. Participants from The Chase, who wants to be a millionaire, mastermind, University Challenge, and 15 to 1 will take part in the competition, which ITV is planning to broadcast as part of its Christmas lineup. If it proves to be a winner of audiences, ITV and Spun Gold will make further episodes of the format, which represents the production company's first game show for a major broadcaster in the UK. Spun Gold is notionally associated with royal documentaries, such as when Philip met Prince Philip. News of the IT forums Vine being headlines after being dragged to the BBC's equal pay dispute with Samira Ahmed. Ahmed is suing the public broadcaster for £700,000, arguing she was paid significantly less than Vine. As part of the evidence made available, okay, so it's just going to be the uh, the emails and, and all that. Anyway, Quizmaster is commissioned by Sue Murphy, ITV's head of factual entertainment. And Kate Techman. Uh, Sue Allison's executive producer. Colin Flackar will be the producer. And Richard Van Wright is directing. Format's being sold internationally by all three media. Because, of course, why would you not make a game show unless you're going to sell it internationally? Jeremy Vine said, How clever do you have to be to win a million on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Cleverer than a mastermind champion? Or are the students of University Challenge the brainiest? Well, we decided to find out. And you could cut the tension in the studio with a knife. This quiz is a Christmas monster. I mean, like, okay, I, I just got to just clear this out of the way. I'm not excited about this show. I think this sounds as plain and boring as just calling a game show game show. Uh, I think trivia, sure. If you're going to get a trivia game show done, fine. But it seems like every so often we see the game show that's called the toughest quiz show ever devised 
and they always do try to do publicity stunts like get the mastermind person or try to get the university challenge person. Um, here, I'll try and, and, and frame it into an American perspective. Remember 500 Questions? When 500 Questions debuted, they tried to get Ken Jennings, and then they tried to get like Jeopardy champions and millionaire winners. When One Versus 100 debuted, they put people who won a million dollars on Millionaire in the mob. Best ever trivia show has panelists that are quote-unquote trivia experts. And why? Because they were multi-day champions on Jeopardy. The Chase. Mark Labette is a quiz show nerd. So, of course, this is the kind of thing that would work. Surprise, there's no eggheads listed in this, which would make a little bit of sense, in my opinion, when it comes to a who are the smartest people. In fact, didn't ITV try this already uh, with Grand Slam? In fact, that happened on GSN as well. They did their own version of Grand Slam with Dennis Miller as one of the hosts. And I think Ken Jennings was there, Ed Townant was there, so many other trivia minds that something like this kind of loses its its excitement and meaning. I know there's a lot of game show nerds out there that are going to be excited because, oh boy, trivia expert game show thing. But this is the show for me that I just feel like, oh, it's a game show called Game Show. It's a quiz show called Quiz Master. You might as well have called it It's the It's Trivia, Stupid. And have Jeremy Vine say, welcome to It's Trivia, Stupid. Because there's nothing clever in its name, and it sounds to me like it's following all the expert trivias of trivia trivia. And I don't know. It feels like a, it feels like gimmick casting on an already gimmicked game show. Uh, and the sad part is, I almost bet dollars to donuts this show is going to get picked up into three other countries, maybe one of them being Australia. I'm not sure if it'll be picked up for America but who knows? I still will watch it anyway because, well, it's a trivia show. And for me, I like the, the trivia aspect, but I also love the game theory of if correct, then what? If wrong, then what? Because uh, I think that has a fun playbook aspect as well. But man, do we really need to have like, like if this is an American version, so you get like, I don't know. You get Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter. Uh, you, you you get uh, James Haltower. Uh, probably a few million dollar winners on Millionaire. Uh, uh, probably. Um, let's see what are quiz shows out there. That's about it, really, in terms of, like one versus one hundred. Who was that nerd that won the Battle of the Sexes episode? Him, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but no, there's not a lot, but we have that almost every few years and it's just, uh, look, I'm a game show nerd and this is supposed to be like a, a like tournament of champions of champions of other game shows. And I guess that's fun and interesting, but if it was me, I would just get the experts to play one off versions of their game shows, like get the billionaire people like a game show marathon situation like you get millionaire winners to play mastermind get mastermind winners to play millionaire like things like that i think that would be an interesting way of doing the format but uh, i guess we'll settle for 
game show. Or, or sorry, quiz master. It's quiz. Who's the master of the quiz? Quiz master. Oh, boy. Anyway, you know the holidays are coming up. It's the perfect time to drink the only drink that matters this holiday season. Hot chocolate. Uh, you know, there are a few weirdos out there that love Nog, celebrating Nogvember. Uh, some of them host a podcast called Fun Time Calls, and they, they are uh, weirdos. It's all about hot cocoa and watching some holiday favorites. On ABC, uh, not only are there going to be Christmas specials to The Connors, Blackish, The Goldbergs, Modern Family, and Stumptown, but they're also going to have the CMA Country Christmas Return and two game shows, The Great Christmas Light Fights Returning, as well as The Great American Baking Show. The reason I'm bringing that up is because they've got dates finally. Uh, so... And if you're wondering, the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration is going to air November 28th. Santa Claus is coming to town December 1st. And the premiere of the Great Christmas Light Fight is December 2nd. Uh, then December 3rd is Country Christmas CMA. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Does anyone know what Christmas is all about? will be December 5th. Uh, December 9th, more Christmas Light Fight. Uh, then you'll get to have even more fun with Olaf's Frozen Adventure December 12th. And not only that, but the season premiere of the Great American Baking Show colon Holiday Edition. Even though this is the only time they do the Great American Baking Show these days. It's going to be hosted by the Spices again. Still going to be hosted by the Spices. Anthony Williams, Emma Bunn. Uh, December 17th, Shrek the Halls will be airing. Uh, if that matters to you. Uh, and it looks like they're just they're showing like every day of when it's happening. Great American Bacon Show, Pastry Cookie Week is the 26th. Uh, December 31st is Dick Clark's Primetime New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest to ring in 2020. <sighs> Season finale Bacon Show is January 2nd. Season finale of uh the i think the uh the the light fight is december 16th i think who knows anyway cw news cw gets in spirit with upcoming holiday specials and no i'm not talking about riverdale <laughs> uh i hope you enjoy grandma got run over by a reindeer the classic a children's movie, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, because guess what? It is returning. The encore presentation of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer will be November 29th, uh, followed by an encore on December 18th. But there is also going to be Penn and Teller, colon, Mary Fool Us. That's right, a Christmas-themed special of Penn and Teller Fool Us. Also in the magic world, we have uh, Masters of Illusion Christmas Magic 2019, hosted by a whistleblowing uh, scumbag, Dean Kane. Uh, and if that's not good enough for you, get ready for uh, another great new show, The Christmas Caroler Challenge, hosted by, once again, whistleblower piece of shit, Dean Kane and Laura McKenzie of the Laura McKenzie fame. 
six-episode hour-long Christmas caroling competition series featuring 12 extraordinary Christmas carol groups, each with their own stylized brand of performance in celebrating the great Christmas music will have all come to love. We'll meet the groups in the most elaborate, ultra-traditional virtual performances to those of the most unexpected twists on the classic Christmas carol. Each group will be judged by three celebrity judges. Uh. Anyway, I mentioned Dean Cain is on here, so there's really no reason to watch the Christmas Caroler Challenge. Uh, I wonder what is Laura McKenzie up to these days, by the way. Because, like, she does, like, travel stuff all the time. Uh, she's on uh, KCAL 9 doing some stuff on, I think, American Adventure still. Uh, let's see. She's talking the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Oh, I know it's from December 15, 2017. She has not updated it at all in the last year. Interesting. Anyway, it's kind of fascinating to me that Dean Kane and Mackenzie, who both do Masters of Illusion, are doing the Christmas Carol show because that's telling me same producers, maybe even the same set, because they're lazy. Oh, well. Uh, that is kind of it with the news of the week. I, I'm I'm going to probably just take a bit of a nap. Or we can just start the show. Let's start the show. Any of the eight people in the studio can win up to $1 million. The rest will leave with nothing as round by round they eliminate the player voted the weakest link. Welcome to The Weakest Link. Any of the eight players in the studio tonight can win up to $1 million. They don't know each other, but if they want to get their hands on that prize money, they'll have to work as a team. As round by round, they eliminate the players voted The Weakest Link. It was a game show that started as just your basic daytime quiz. A keen to show is like 15 to 1. They would become a global hit as a merger of the two most popular shows of the time, Survivor and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. A show with tension on every corner, from its ticking clock to the nerves of the contestants when they are put on the spot to answer trivia questions, saying bank or holding their nerves to get a question right, and deliberating without ever having a break for strategy. It was a cultural phenomenon around the world, and was all thanks to Anne Robinson, a journalist who was behind the BBC series Watchdog, essentially one of those shows that was like a Channel 4 by your side, looking at scams and doing consumer reports. So if anybody was going to cut through the bullshit, why not the fiery redhead? Unfortunately, this was a mere simulation of Weakest Link, and one that we cannot attempt today. Don't blame me. Blame BBC. And the fact they haven't revived it with me hosting. Come on, folks. How many more game show hashtag campaigns am I going to have to do? I'm going to get my legal representative, Megusto Carne here, to dissect this rare game that did a well-done job at getting your attention. So let's get off the stage. And let's turn the tables.
With me on the line is my personal attorney. Also, a friend on Twitter, uh, it's my friend Carne. What's going on, Jordan? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, it's another beautiful day. We're, we are, we were just sipping. We were just enjoying some ben, beignets. We were enjoying Ooh, some yes. tea. We were we, we were just having fun at, at the Americana brand before the podcast, having a great time, admiring all the sights and sounds. The, for instance, the sounds of Frank Sinatra, the iconic fountain, the dances. Well, and and the trolley that goes nowhere, which is my favorite, absolute favorite part. It's it's a trolley that does nothing. Well, you can either go from one end of the mall, which is the, uh, I think it's Frida, the Mexican restaurant, and then it, yes, oh, and it's right next to the Capital One Cafe. Ooh, Capital One Cafe is my spot. And then you can drive all the way to the other side of the mall in a U-shape that leads to, well, it's kind of like near the bourbon steak, although it's, I think, the Ding and- Tai Fun. <laughs> Did it actually? Uh, so you are uh, you are dropped off between two lovely options. One is coffee bean, and then the other is um, Sir Latab. So both of those options, wonderful places to go to after you're done with your trolley ride. Here's the greatest thing about the trolley: it takes. I think it takes less time to walk that distance, but the trolley is still worth it. It's still a lot of fun. Also, like it, it, it's weird because we but we're just talking about that Americana brand uh, brand memes uh, account, and it's like yes, I think they do a lot of great niche jokes, but like I I, I think I can get even more niche than that. Did, did you, if you, hey folks, have you ever heard of this Deal or No Deal game show? Hey, what if I told you Howie Mandel had a show called Mobbed with flash mobs? He did. I used to jokingly call it Howie Mandel's Million Dollar Telegram. And it was things well, like, let's get a flash mob and let's have them dance inside the Americana brand. Like, I can't and imagine him doing like, that. Oh, what are they dancing for? Wedding proposal? I'm having a baby? <laughs> All of those but things. But I, I can't imagine him being comfortable about that many people. Like, well, it, no, it's not like... He's standing in the a, background. He's like in the background looking on the cameras. He's in the video village. But it's funny uh, hearing okay. like Everlasting like... Love and then like they're dancing in the Americana oh brand God. right next to the trolley. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm remembering that that was a thing. It was like only like five years ago, right? Yeah, it was five years ago. It was on Fox. And then that's it was right, right I, at I, the end of the Everlasting Love song when everyone's doing the hand waves and all that. That's how he shows right. up I remember, and it's like, hey, how's it going? I don't want to get married next month or next year. I want to get married right now. Yeah, immediately. Exactly. And suddenly oh my here's God, like the exact so fitting wedding dress. Suddenly the... The mom is there. The dad's there. Everyone that flew in from like where she was from. That was when she reveals at the end that she was going to break up with that person like that day. And they've like taken months. And then that's how it ends. Like, I don't love, like, I don't love you anymore. You know? (laughs) But we had all of this song and dance numbers. Like, and, and like nobody can hear her admit that because everybody's dancing and like, you know, there's so much production, whatnot. And she's like, no, I don't love you. And she's trying to like leave as quickly as possible. It's great. It was fun. <laughs> That'd be good. And Howie Mandel's there and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Only at the Americana <laughs> brain can you see breakups happen. <laughs> In such spectacular fashion, by the way. Uh, across the street from Americana brain is the Glendale Galleria. Home of Uniqlo, which is where I get most of my clothes. So, folks, I'm not really? a podcast, but if you could just imagine me wearing uh, whatever is on the front page of Uniqlo, that's pretty much what I'm wearing right now. So, you're a, uni- a Uniqlo like person. I've never met in the wild. I've never met a person 
who like like I have a few items from Uniqlo. Um, I've never met anybody else at shops. Like I see people in the store, I see people in like buying things, but I've never talked to anybody who's actually done it. It's a great experience. Uh, you, you, it's it's like th- three in inside the Galleria. There's the the void. If you want to play uh, virtual reality games, that's right. There's the void. Uniqlo, and in there is like all sorts of fun graphic tees. That's where like a majority of people shop. Especially those animation nerds. Oh, look mm-hmm. at me! I like cartoons. Oh, there's, there's a more Mickey Mouse. I'm going to wear the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure you will. Well, but here's the thing: it's less expensive than Hot Topic, and it's less expensive than Lunchbox. Which have you been to Lunchbox? Oh, uh, yes, I uh, the Box Lunch. Excuse me, Box Lunch. I part part of me, but yeah, less expensive. Like, I mean, like, like I would rather go to Uniqlo and get the ironic like. Ryu t-shirt and kind of like the the problematic Zangief t-shirts right <laughs> instead of like going to like you know box lunch and spending like 30 bucks on a you know a Hogwarts Gryffindor t-shirt you know what I mean well the thing is it's also like well here's the three tier so Hot Topic is the Funko Pop and then like band section where it's just band tees or it's the one meme shirt that you see make the rounds this is your vote for Pedro Napoleon Dynamite store and wait, hold on, and don't forget, you still have Evanescence Tees at Hot Topic, where you cannot get any Evanescence Tees anywhere else but Hot Topic. Uh, then you go to Box Lunch, which is not necessarily the band tee, but now it's like an inside reference as a shirt. And it's like a screen, it's a nice quality shirt, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like now instead of it being like 20 bucks, it's 30 bucks. <laughs> But they they have all the friends merchandise. They have all the ironic office ones. Yeah. Office, so now like, instead of, so this is where you'll see now instead of the, just the Dundler Mifflin logo. Right. Now exactly. you will see like a photo of a gelatin covered stapler. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then you know my personal favorite at those uh, those box box lunch ones are like all the like it's like there's like a family friendly section all throughout, right? Because you have all like the fun like you know friends cups and things like that. But it's then like in one perk. corner, I, it's like I'm at the Warner <laughs> Brothers Studio store. That's in one corner where they have all like the Rick and Morty tees that go like way too far. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's it's not hidden hidden, but it's like it's definitely not easy to get to. It's no, it's not, but it's also one of the. It's very fascinating too. It's it's the they break it up by pillar, I think, because it's like it's the Rick and Morty section. Then it's like here's Marvel, but it's like just Spider Man or whenever right. there's a new Marvel movie out. That's it. No main, no Iron Man, like no Captain America. It's like ancillary characters. Like like Falcon is huge at box lunch. How would you like a Groot? Would you like Groot? You know what? Groot's like the heart. The Groot is the, I know we're digressing, but Groot is the heart of that movie. Like an ancillary character in Guardians, I think would be like um, Drax. Like he doesn't, like he kind of doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Big ups to Dave Batista. Dave Batista, you're welcome anytime. This is stop by games, Dave, Dave, I suppose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big shout out to Dave Batista. But am I not wrong? Like, he has like, like in politics. So, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, like Dave, Dave. Yes, come on the show anytime. But if if Drax died, like no one's gonna care. You know, if when Groot died, everybody lost their minds. Like if Drax died, they'd be like, oh, okay. Well, that did happen. Didn't Rocket like in the uh, snap? Groot got the snap, and Rocket's like, no, not Groot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, Groot. Groot's done for. Like nobody cared if Drax left. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And then it's the uh, Disney section, Wait, which is just Dave Stitch. Batista. It's all Stitch. Dave Batista. Dave Batista, come on the show. <laughs> also Stitch. There's like just a whole bunch of Stitch. But it's all, all right, size oh, like yeah. extra small, like petite Stitch. Like it's not made I mean, for if- like like women it's not even like a women's size this is kind of like that in between size I think they're trying to go for a crop top but they couldn't I mean I gotta be honest if somebody if somebody is 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 an extra large and they're wearing a stitch shirt I would have questions I mean everyone loves stitch you know, but I'm just like if you went to <laughs> Jordan, if you were like wearing a Stitch shirt right now, like the, you know, like that pastel purple and like stitches on the front, right? Just like you know, doing yeah. And it says in the in the nice uh, tropical signature font, Ohana means family. Yeah, right. And if you were wearing that, like people would be like, if you wore that to like like a, a first date, people would be like, so Stitch, huh? Like any other character you could wear, but like Stitch, I'd have questions. <laughs> I could have wore the Ducktales. I could have wore right. Ducktails. Ducktales. Ducktales is ironic. Ducktales is fantastic, but Stitch is just odd. Or if it's not that, the other new Disney property I have seen a lot of at the box lunch, uh, the aliens from Toy Story. Ooh, yeah, they're kind of minion esque, right? They're kind of like the Disney minions. Yeah, and the minions, by the way, they're okay. I mean, if you heard this podcast called Doughboys, there's this weirdo named Nick Weiger who <laughs> loves minions. <laughs> okay. Uh, what not, a fucking not to, dork. Not, what a fucking not dork. To, not to not to torpedo the show anymore, but I've never been a Nick Wagner fan. I never have. See, I'm a Mike you. Mitchell fan. I'm a Mike Mitchell fan through and through. You, you, uh, see, I'm the original Spoon Burger Nation, Boy. Everyone knows I'm the Burger We're, Boy around here. Right. I post the Goodnight Hamburgers every night. I say boy go. Who the yes. fuck is this Nick Wagner uh, minion guy to, to stop his by? Nick Wagner. Has Nick Weiger ever talked about a hamburger other than on the podcast? Never says anything on on, on Twitter. Um, never says anything anywhere else. It's just always he posts a lot about basketball. He loves um, the Lakers. And I can't get down with that. The, and you know what? The Lakers is one of the two great basketball teams in Los Angeles. I mean, I wouldn't pay fast and loose with great quote unquote great basketball team. They haven't been doing so hot lately. Granted. I don't know a whole lot about basketball. This is just what I heard on radio show today. So I'm just regurgitating what I hear. And apparently it's not great. Yeah, they're, they're, it's the, they got the Anthony Davis. They got the, they got uh, Mr. LeBron Jordan, James. Jordan, are you a basketball fan? Are you a basketball head? I, you know, I do like a little NBA jam every now and then. So yeah, okay. I partake. Uh, okay. Okay. But Mr. Kawhi Leonard's on the, on the LA Clippers, the Balmer team. You're, okay. You, you you I you say words and I'm like oh you you might as well be talking about Lilo and Stitch characters. Okay, so so <laughs> there's Lilo and Stitch, and now there's this Funko Pop right. and Stitch as Elvis. Hey, really? That's a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, Funko Pops all over the place. I I wrote the oh. book on the Funko Pop economy and why everyone gets that's upset right. these days. <laughs> okay, everyone. so if, if, I don't know, and, and granted, I don't know how old you are, Jordan, but like I my me personally, like in my like like closer group of friends like missed the whole Funko Pop thing. Like like I don't know if it was just like a like one day like Funko Pops were like all the effing rage and I'm like, oh like what are these? <laughs> like it's to the point like I have I have na- our neighbors like actually have like an entire Funko Pop, like a wall dedicated <laughs> to a Funko Pop collection. And it's like they're only like two years younger than me. And it's like how did I miss this gargantuan pop culture thing? Because like I'm pretty pop culture savvy and like how did I miss Funko Pops. Do you ever see a statue of like a character you're familiar with and you're like, yeah, I'll pay eight bucks for that thing? 
<laughs> no, I never have the urge. I never have the urge to do that. Like, unless, okay, it would have to be like extraordinarily ironic. Like when they start coming out with the problematic, um, when they start coming out with a problematic former Food Network host, I'm all about you it. You want a Paula Dean Funko Bob? So you're telling me. <laughs> you give me a Paula Dean, absolutely. You give me a a, a Martha Stewart, yes, a hundred percent. I'm on board, right? Um, you give me um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, Bobby Flay. Oh, no, the guy with the Crocs, uh, oh, Mario Batali. <laughs> yes, I'm a Mario Batali. Mario Batali from the Chew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are the Funko Pops I'd be interested. I'll take a Guy Fieri, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure the, these are all done. If not, they've already been made. Like they're in the, they, they made I'm, an I'm, Alex Trebek Funko Pop. They made a Pat Sage. No, oh, you know that's pretty special. Like I would, I'd be down for that. Like especially Alex Trebek, who, who, let's be honest, might not have a whole lot of time left on this As earth. Of this recording is still alive. I mean, like. He thought he was gonna, he thought he was going to be and and from all you know like Pat Sajak, uh, that was Wheel Wheel of Fortune guy, right? Yes, he's the Wheel of Fortune like, guy that says the part Rob Mac things on Twitter. Yeah, and like so he like he like I don't think a lot of game show hosts come out clean, right? Like Pat Sajak, um, you know all the seventies ones. <laughs> um, like there's nothing like like Alex Trebek is a shining example of like just a classy classy. Man, right? And like, don't ask him to do a debate. Don't ask him to host a debate. Yeah, and do a politic thing. <laughs> yes, that's true. But yeah, no. If anything, I think uh, it, it's. I think it's just because it's it's the shining example of game shows and what they represent, especially in the eighties. It's that greed is good mentality. It's that Reaganomics mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. So Pat Sajak, he's a die hey, uh, Republican, but I would say that he's one of hey. those like. I would say he's one of those Republicans that's all about the Netflix uh, trigger joke speech. Oh, yeah. But hey, you climate like, change. He also is a climate change you guy. Like, he is? Yes. I put I, t- I tweeted a, f- a few months ago that like when we have to eventually evacuate the planet in like 50 years, like do all the climate change apologists need to stay? Because they're like, oh, no, no, nothing's happening. Like, do we just tell them like, no, no, you said nothing's happening. So we're going to leave. You guys stay. I hope so. That would be a great, that would be my first rule as president of the United States in 2034. Uh, <laughs> 2034. Jordan Haas, uh, Jordan Haas, uh, 2034. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, running for president, 2034. 2034, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, you get it. You get a podcast host. as po- I know Sam Cedar ran. Uh, who can't forget when Mark Maron was this close to win the presidency in 2030. But folks, we can do this. We can do this. Oh, We're stronger than that. We have we have, uh, we have sixteen years. No, excuse me, fifteen years. Fifteen. Uh, also, there's a new. I also have a bold strategy of uh, we get built. We get the billionaires, the first choice to rocket out of the out of the out of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in in a last ditch effort, when we say we're going to send them to the moon, we're actually sending them to the sun. There we go. That's pro- the the only. Well, I mean, like when we go to space, like. When we when we inevitably have to evacuate the planet, live in a space station, or maybe we get to Mars finally, like the billions of dollars, are those going to help? Like, are we going to convert the millions to like Mars bucks? They're going to be converted you know? to Bitcoin. To Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, is <laughs> the last known currency to, to survive the planet. Uh, yeah. Everyone's everyone's fine. Hey, uh, uh, Jordan, I have a funny story. I I not not a funny. It's kind of tragic. Two weeks ago, I had an extra twenty bucks. I'm not kidding. 
20 bucks and I logged into my Coinbase account that I hadn't logged into in years. And I bought $20 worth of Bitcoin, which buys you like 0.00017 of a Bitcoin. The next day, like, and it was, it was at like the price was like $10,000 of Bitcoin. So the next day, Jordan, 24 hours, it tanked. It tanked to like, well, quote, tanked to like $6,000 until today. Like, um, I basically lost $10 in the first month of owning Bitcoin, right? It's crazy. Like, I'm just like bad. Like, the moment I did it, just tanked. They want you to buy it when it's high and then. They they like to drop it and sell because it's usually all scare tactics and it's money and it's all. Uh, what's the what's the government going to do about the Bitcoin? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Well, they tried to. They just that's what they were doing. They they had tried to basically they tried to release the U.S. government released a a federally backed Bitcoin and nobody wanted it. Like it didn't do anything. It's, <laughs> it's it's rough. It's it's rough out there for, for so so big ups to all of the people in the Bitcoin world. Uh, yep. You're, you one day you will sponsor. Uh, you you will be the currency of Moon or the Moon or Mars. When inevitably we need to evacuate uh, Earth. Um, problem is, I'm going to be very problematic. My running mate is Mac tonight from the McDonald's ads. Oh, you know that's a good that's a good ticket. Hot Mac, or no, excuse me, Haas tonight, right? Yes, because <laughs> Mac tonight's his last night's tonight. Everyone knows it's it's Maximilian tonight, but they just oh, call Mac. Me. Oh, I see. So, Haas tonight, 30, uh, uh, 34. I mean, yeah. it's it's a, it's a winning ticket. It's a winning ticket. Uh, it, it, and all I'm going to do is just repeat stuff that Bernie Sanders said. And right. then come up with loony versions of it that fits towards the modern-day internet audience. Well, let's be honest. Is, is Bernie going to make it? Like, is, Well, is Bernie going to make it to the election? I kind of don't think he is. Not the 2034 election, but... No, well, of course not. <laughs> no, no, no. He's going to be cryogenically frozen, and that's the year he's going to win. I'm here to run <laughs> again. He's, they're going to give him... Uh, uh, Boston Dynamics is going to stop making um, the random robots. They're going to start making a heart for Bernie. Like, they're going to basically make Cyborg Bernie. He's going to run against you in 34, um, and uh, he's going to win. Great. I lose to Bernie. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Burninator. Um, that's fun. Anyway, they eventually they do a game show podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we I had we had a nice segue. We should have stopped because we had a great segue going with the whole Alex Trebek thing, and we digressed again. So yes, we're game show podcast. So Ann Robinson also says uh, controversial things. Oh man. <laughs> okay, I love this woman to no end. <laughs> so the episode we're talking about today is a game show called Weakest Link. Uh, weakest link, uh, which is going to shock the, the shit out of most people, uh, only lasted not that long in America, but was pretty lengthy when it came to the United Kingdom. Uh, it was on- I so I saw its last episode was what well, they did. They brought it back, and it was like the, like the last like fully aired episode was like 2017. Is that right? Yeah, that was a children. That was a stand up to cancer episode. Okay. So the, the money they were playing for was for charity. Got it. Okay. And uh, no surprise to anybody, uh, but the team didn't do well. <laughs> Which is always the fun part of the show. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's. I want to get into it a little bit because I love the structure of this game. Like, I think it's it's. I think it's one of the best structured um, game shows ever. So, do you want me to get to the rules, or do you want me to do the hosting spiel of the show? Because, uh, I, I mean, we are in the corner of hashtag Haas for weakest link, hashtag Lit Host. 
Yes, uh, absolutely. No, you get into it, man. So, uh, if you've never seen Weakest Link, eight people who have never met each other can win up to $1 million. They've not met each other, but if they want to get their hands on that prize money, they'll have to work as a team. As round by round, they eliminate the player voted the weakest link. Bum, 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 bum. And now the rules. The clock starts at three minutes. The aim of the game is to reach your $125,000 target within the time limit. As there are eight players in the game, the quickest way to get to that money is by building a chain of eight correct answers in a row. Get a question right, you go up the chain. Get a question wrong, and the chain breaks, and you must start a new chain again. But if you say the word bank before a question is asked at any time, the money will be banked, and you must start a new chain again. Only money that has been banked within the time limit counts. We'll start with the player in the first position, unless we're talking about the UK rules, in which case it's nine players and a 1,000-pound bank, and it starts with the player in first position alphabetically, so the A names, usually. Let's play the weakest link. (laughs) (laughs) So then they go through the game. So it's like, uh, Carne, uh, uh, true or false, Dwayne Johnson played Hobbs in the movie Hobbs and Shaw. True. Wait, okay, so if we're getting into this, if we're getting into this, how this play, can I just say one thing? Yes. While watching this game, there is nothing, I say nothing more satisfying in this game when somebody finally says bank because they just forget about it. Like I like I like nobody just says bank and like the like it's like stressing me out because like the numbers like they're earning money it's getting higher it's getting it's getting more and more and more and then finally somebody says bank and it's like this all this relief washes over me. Did you get that experience? Yes, uh, but it only happens when you know the that idiot is coming up and it's like the one no one likes. Right. There's always okay. So here's what I love about this game. Let me say this: there's so many games, shows, and things out there that are like basically like you know one person, um, like basically versus the house, right? Yeah, beat the house so like, games, right? Like Millionaire was like you know it's like you against the house, right? This is great because this is a, it puts together a group of people that are a team that are against the house, and then immediately it's like no, <laughs> you guys are against each other, and like and. And the best part about it is not only do they have to vote each other off, but then she's like, why? And she's like, and she's like, oh, well, you know, he just didn't know what he was talking about. And, you know, and then like, they just are so petty and they get more like in the first episode we were watching. It is. They like in the be- in the beginning part. It was just like, oh well, they missed a question, you know, or they, you know, they they were just slow on the answer. By the end of it, like they're just so petty and it's great. It's it's a it's basic because this came out. All right, so we got so for, first we gotta get some fun facts about Weakest Link. Um, so do you want to go with UK fun facts first or US fun facts? Because I think let's you do- gotta go to UK before you get to US. Okay, then let's do it. So United Kingdom, uh, the very first version aired in August fourteenth in the year two thousand. Really? It was called the Weakest Link. Uh, then just became Weakest Link. Uh, the uh, the theme song is composed by Paul Fair, who went on to create game shows like One Thousand Heartbeats. Uh, that theme song, that doot 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 doot, is played in every version of the show. It was okay, created cool. by Fintan Coyle and Kathy uh, Dunning. You maybe you do not know who these people are because they're British, but uh, essentially they. No, I'm, of, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Kathy Dunning fan. You have all the all, everyone, all the Dunheads out there. Uh, 
so so the idea was <laughs> it was not necessarily to create a millionaire ripoff, even though this did come out at the time of millionaire success. <clears throat> it was actually built to be a, a daytime television show. Yeah, and the, so that's that's what I find interesting that it was it was prime time in the U.S. It was prime in the U.S. and in the U.K. Are you right? The first question was worth just twenty pounds. Really? Yes. 2050, 100, 200, 300, 450, then 600, then 800, then 1,000. What? Really? Why did we bring the stakes so much higher? Well, that, this is where I'm getting at. So they play the same rules, both nine players, uh, and then the final round, it is... Uh, it's oh, I see. So you can okay, get, I got it, yeah. So you give it your 10,000, and it's played the same way. So round by round, someone gets eliminated, 10 seconds off the clock. We start with the player in the strongest position. Let's play weeks like Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, and then when it gets to the final two, it's the head-to-head face-off. Five questions, penalty shootout style. Uh, if you get more than your opponent, you win the, the bank. Uh, in the original version, when they did the pilot and Ann Robinson was the host, this is where I want to bring it up. She wasn't <clears throat> mean. They actually, because she was doing Watchdog at the time, they wanted it to be, you are the weakest link, goodbye. <laughs> like, give which, it up for is, everybody i'm sorry you're the weakest link goodbye which is funny because it's like it's like it's like if we had a show in the united states this is like you're an effing dumbass like yeah, but that's the, but like, that's the appeal i think with the show and why i think it should right. be brought back immediately by the way but it was just like it's like oh no you're an effing dumbass uh like if if I was just to say it dry, you know, they wouldn't have the impact. Like you make a show that's telling somebody that they're stupid and that they're the weakest, but like you just say like, oh goodbye, like just all nice and stuff. Like no, like it has to be so aggressive in the way that she does it. It is very hostile. So a guy by the name of Phil Gurd, who's one who I've already billed here as one of my favorite game show creators of all time. Uh, this is his claim to fame. He saw this UK format and decided to take it to the United States. NBC kind of wanted to get their own millionaire, and this was their attempt. At the time, they had Fear Factor. They had uh, 21. They had all these other game shows in the mix. But here came Weakest Link. And this version, $125,000 was the target. $1,000, 2, $2,500, $5,000, $10,000, $25,000, $50,000. And of course, the final two being $75,000 and $125,000 because... Of course, if you're doing a money tree, that makes sense. Right. <laughs> Mathematically. Um, mm. but, but when it comes to the banking, that is the crucial part. Because sometimes there's a pause. So Ann Robinson would go like, George, in history, uh, Julius Caesar held from what country? And then Patty, pause. Uh, yeah, in okay. In television, so- what fictional family lives in Springfield? So now, now I there, I notice there are times where she intentionally pauses, right? Yes. But then th- there are other times where she just barrels through, and I'm curious if 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 okay. So the episode we watched was the first was the premiere in the United the, States, the premiere right? Premiere of the United States version, and it was great seeing because they even included the promos, which I thought was very funny. Coming You'd love up, that. the, the but, new hit sensation introduced the Queen of Me. Oh man. <laughs> First of all, let me just say that watching this was a joy of watching a pre-9-11, or like post-dot-com bust 2001. Like it was April 16th. Like like we were – like America was like – right. we just come to the dot-com bust. We were getting back on our feet. Like it was gorgeous, right? We have so much going for us right then. Like not a, not a care in the world. We were great. 
April 2001, and we're all just celebrating. We're going to, hey, it's a good time. You know, George W. Bush is in office. Uh, yeah. We can only ask what does the W stand for in George W. Bush, and who's oh the vice God. president, oh, and that's about it. So petty. So petty. He, the, the one where he misses the question, he's like, he's like, oh, he doesn't know who our president is. He's like, he doesn't know the, what his W, like, nobody ever said Walker. Like, nobody ever called him George Walker Bush. So petty. Anyways, we're getting to, we're getting ahead. It's a great show. So in this world, because this is, once again, we are talking the, everyone is, 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 they have the dramatic spotlights. They have the eight podiums. Now, in the UK version, all the, the writing down for the votes were done on like whiteboards with metal. This really was the first, when they were doing prime time and they were testing it out is when they did the mm. telestration TV things that we have in our version. Got it. And what I like is when the round ends, uh, it culminates. So, yeah, you can bank, and you'll hear this dramatic music. This is, by the way, one of the first game shows to have a soundtrack played the entirety of the show. Yeah, there's no place where there's not music. And the music, like, the, the it, music keeps the perpetual motion, which is great. And sometimes you hear the boom, 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 and it just keeps going from there. I, I, like, if, if I could, like, have that in my ears all day, I feel like I'd be more productive. I mean, I have the soundtrack. If you really want, I could just... <laughs> Like every, like honestly, like on like every half hour, like is like bum 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 would be great. <laughs> like like one of those old timey uh, grandfather clocks, but with the weakest link theme. Yes, absolutely. And then like when the hour starts, imagine if when the hour starts, it like it's the it's the it's the sting into the round. It's like bum bum. Start the clock. <laughs> 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 and then when you're, and then when it's the you, end of the hour, the 59 minute mark, doom, 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 doom. Exactly. I mean, I, mean, I could not finish the question in time. <laughs> you just like whatever you're doing, you just get up and walk out. Like if you're in the middle of a sentence, oh, gotta go. Gotta get. I could not finish the question in time. That bank was not in time. And yes. then, of course, because the goal is to get one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. And they would just hit bank. Usually, the rule is like after one or two questions, they say bank. They do not have the confidence because typically, like you know, people get questions wrong a lot of time. So, uh, so, so here's well, we keep going with the rules. I've, I've, I like the rule. I love the rules a lot. But like, like keep going because I, I want to get into the kind of the rules of this, how this goes. When they get when the game like it, it, the round ends if they either hit the target, they get eight right in a row, and then someone says bank, or the time runs out. When time runs out is when everyone gets happy. Right. Because if that time runs out, that means they failed. <laughs> and when they fail, <laughs> they get not like an Ann Robinson who's just kind of like, oh, okay, that was fine. Like, that's right. usually how it is. Like, eh, yeah, quit. You did. They get like the pissed off Ann Robinson. Who's and she's like, like, she's like legitimately pissed off. Like she's angry at them for like, like. Out of a possible $125,000, you banked a pitiful, worthless eight thousand dollars now okay so here's my question when she says out of a possible this is something that i just it was a was a weird fact when she says that is she talking about it that's how much they could have earned if on their correct questions they had successfully banked or is that number based on like uh, like on all of the questions and how all of they total? On the just the game, like if you played the game perfectly that round, hundred twenty five thousand. Got it. Okay, so all right. That was if good. We played the game perfectly because for two rounds. That's two fifty. Four rounds. It's half a million. Because it just makes you feel. 
because it just makes me feel like extra like the number disparity is so much because it's like you could have had thirty thousand dollars, but instead you had five thousand. You know, like it's just what you happens know. is when it gets to round five because they've already went through four rounds, so half a million dollars has already been used, and they're down to four players. She reminds mm-hmm. the people of the rules, and she goes like, uh, "Welcome back. We're in round five. Out of a possible five hundred thousand dollars, your bank currently holds twenty one thousand dollars." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just right. Like, what? <laughs> so, um, my which favorite I, part, which I will say right now, why I like that is also that Deal or No Deal reverse. A lot of time, people have said, "I don't want to watch Deal or No Deal because if they knock out the million, there's no reason for you to watch." This show, yeah. does, this show is supposed to be like, no, there's nearly impossible they can actually get the hundred twenty-five. So you're just well, watching them get like fifty bucks at this point, like just like. Okay, so I looked at. So I looked this up, and there's been one perfect round. Only one um, time. And, and wait, did you have the date? I do not have the date offhand, but yes, I've I lo- seen that. Oh, you seen that? You saw the perfect round? I have seen the perfect round. I think the, the clip that's on YouTube was a GSN recording of it. Um, yeah, exactly. So I watched that. I watched it a couple of days ago, and I was so nervous because nobody banked that entire time until the, um, it went around to the other side. And that's because if you get all eight in a row, it goes one full sweep. And when it gets that one full sweep and you're that and you get your question back, it goes back to whoever's in first position. Right. Imagine they say like Carne and you didn't say bank. (laughs) You have to answer the question. No, I know. That's insane. Okay. And can you say bank at any time during the question? Only before the question is read. So what happens is. Really? So the only rule is I think sometimes the bank is allowed in the first two words. But it's okay. be like so. Be like Jordan in maths bank. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know math, okay. but bank. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely bank. See, okay, so I I guess I don't understand why nobody would bank. Like, why would you just say it every time? And I guess nerves and all that stuff. And it's, I'm hoping that was nerves. Like- they want. They care about the question. They're focusing because if you're a contestant on the show, there's also a deeper layer. Because not only are you eventually going to be put on the spot to answer your question, you have to pay attention to all the other contestants around you. Well, right. And that's why I love about the, why I think this game is so like wonderfully made because you are against the house, but you're also against everybody else around you. So like occasionally you have to vote off the weakest link, but also occasionally you need to vote off the person that's the like the threat. Right. If you vote out your threat, if you, you vote someone who's quote unquote the stronger link, but sometimes that could cost you. Uh, it could, but like so, I noticed in the first, so in the, in the episode we watched, the first episode, they get to like the last like two, and then finally like Renee. I think Renee. First of all, I hated Renee. Renee was my least favorite person. So petty from the get go. And this was like re- almost like reality show confessional too when she gets yes. The so and she was such an a hole. Like, ah, uh, like I couldn't deal with it. Um, and what was she? She was was she a lawyer? No, yeah. she was like a she was like a recruiter. No, she was like the recruiter. She's a job recruiter. That's right. Job placement specialist. Like you know, oh, shut yeah, up. You, um, this PC culture run amok here. Not that job <laughs> recruiter. I'm a freelance job placement specialist. But we actually also on a note on the contestants, I will say like the one of them said like bartender. Uh, living in Hollywood, I was like, uh, "You mean actor?" Oh yeah, that's that's been a new rule of game shows for like twenty years now. You can't say you're an actor in an American game show because there could be an implication that you are uh, not really an you're an actor. So that for you, this could be a fake production. 
Right, exactly. And, but, so, but the thing is, though, like in the 90s, that was no problem on Jeopardy. That was no problem on on a lot of game shows. Didn't like a lot, a lot of people, like a lot of like uh, struggling actors, like took those gigs because like you could, you know, make a little bit of money and you oh, were no. comfortable in on fact, TV. It's kind of subverted on a let's make a deal currently with Wayne Brady. Really? So they get like actor, like there's actors on the show, but it's like Wayne Brady's kind of like, well, we know you're a dancer or a singer or a, an actor or whatever. Uh, but you don't say you're an actor. So what do you do right now? I'm a bartender. I'm a waiter. I work at a theme park. <laughs> bartender living in Hollywood, or I'm a uh, the Universal tour guide. They don't say. Th- they will say I'm a t- I'm a studio tour guide, <laughs> which means actor. And coming up next is uh, tonight's show, Jimmy Fallon's own Jimmy Fallon. Here, okay, and so here's what was also fascinating about that first round or that first game. And so I'm, I'm, I didn't get. I was interested to see a couple more episodes, but nevertheless, they like a lot of times it's like, you know, people from pretty lo- a localized area, but like these people, this is this round of people like were from New Jersey, from like Hollywood, from like the Midwest in some places, the 18 year old kid from like Simi Valley. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, I probably went to school with you. Dude, that kid, that kid though. Uh, I'm glad he got kicked out. <laughs> a lot of these, there's not really heroes and villains like a survivor, but there really is just like antagonistic people in the game. But you bring up a good point because I can never do a whole, I can never do like a whole series of survivor because at some point I just hate everybody that's on there. But this is a great, like just, you know, amush boosh of, 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 of uh, of survivor, like just a taste. I like, I like, I, I care about everybody like just a little bit, but I, I'm not going to like, be super mad if they get kicked off and like at the end of the day like i don't really care who wins um you know i will be super mad at all of the people who never say bank yes so <laughs> when the round ends and they say the score uh instead of doing like a tribal council they are immediately sent to vote off the weakest lake the lights turn red they all get to do on the telestrator and then you hear the announcer go so and so's the strongest link getting all of their questions correct so-and-so is the weakest link, getting all of their questions wrong and losing the most money. But it's votes that count. Dude, right, dude, and dude, so this dude. was that was the other great like statistic part of it. where Statistically, it was like, and it's based on wrong answers. Uh, and then if there's a tie, it's the amount of money lost on a wrong answer plus time wasted. So if you were, if there was a perfect round and everyone got every answer right, it's who took the most time. Really? I didn't know they timed each one, really. Because you're on the clock, so that's they time you for the answer. Yeah, that's true. They time, so it's fun. So if everyone got their answers right, it's the Jordan. Uh, it, what? Who is who played Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars movies? Um, oh, um, Mark Hamill. Correct. Yeah, I wasted like seven seconds there. Totally. And everyone's and it's like, also, "Hurry up! We got to get the money. We only have like two minutes." It's. It's also interesting that the, the occasions where somebody gets, like, somebody banks the most money but gets the most questions wrong. And, like, so it's statistically they're not always the weakest link. You know what I mean? Correct. And also, there's also statistics of, like, if they bank but they got their question right and they continue playing. There's sometimes the, the thing with Anne going, like, and if you decided not to bank that round, you would have had your 125000 <laughs> Like the, some. So... 
Explain to me that. So, so oh, it's because you restart over. That's why. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm now understanding fully. Yes. Like why you wouldn't bank every round and you would just keep going. Okay, that makes but more remember, sense. Remember, with less players, that means it's six. So that means everyone has to get through their six, but then the strongest link and the person next to them have to get their questions right as well again. Okay. Yeah, so got they have it. To get through two questions more, and it gets harder from there. Mm-hmm. So okay. So let's talk about. Can we talk about the 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 difficulty of the questions? It is. It's great because it's sporadic. It's this great random value because sometimes it is like, who is the who is the current prime minister of the UK? Like uh, one of the questions the first episode was like this was in the papers after what was it like Eisenhower like when he defeated so and so the famous photo of Dewey defeats Truman uh, was from what newspaper? There it is. And it was like what? <laughs> like what were the words that you just said? And you know, and they look. They're like they're like stunned, and they're like, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> but then, but then the last question that wins the game is what is the what is the official language of Brazil? Portuguese. And do you remember? Wait, do you remember? Like I texted you, or I sent you a message. Like the, the the moment that I finished watching that episode, and that was the question. Like I literally texted Jordan and said, "Portuguese." Like that's the winning answer. That's the winning answer. And they won like oh seventy thousand dollars. It was great. It was. It's just so this is that. I think that game. The reason I think I like it that much is because it is so sporadic. Because sometimes um, you like, get like, I, like I said, I'm doing a lot of pop culture questions, but it really is like true or false. George W. Bush won in the Republican Party. Because right. it's like, okay, that's one. That's a politics question. Then second, it's uh, how many states start with the letter M? <laughs> and, exactly. And then third, it goes to like, okay, uh, in math, what is five plus seven? <laughs> <laughs> yes and so like it's great what's great about it is it's i think it's a um it's an equalizer you can't come in um as like a you have to be well versed in like a lots of things or play the game right you what know, movie in, won best picture oscar in 1972 <laughs> right like exactly like what took in the most money in 1938 you know like it's just you can't be well like you it's you can't come in there i think really like do you think you can go to the weakest link and be like extra prepared like i don't think like having a law degree or anything like that's gonna help when you get like you know what uh who designed greta gerwig's dress you know exactly <laughs> that was in the street what i liked was um is is sometimes they when they when they get something that's in their area of expertise. So it is oh, imagine a lawyer getting a question about constitutional law. So when it comes to the voting time is when it gets to the exciting part of the show because everyone gets to show off their votes and it's face to face and everyone already knows the results, but we still have to stew it just a bit. It's goes, it's carne. It, why did you vote for? <laughs> Well, the great thing about what she does is she does the thing is like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, Jordan, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a podcaster. It's like, well, would you have uh, Marcus on your podcast? And then you have to like, you're, you you know that you voted for Marcus, right? Yes. And everybody else has voted for Marcus. And now like, and he knows that he's got that many votes. And then now you need to put him down like on national TV even more. <laughs> I mean, like maybe on an easier episode, like something that it's not intelligent then the audience goes ooh 
Ooh, right. And the funny thing is, is, like, in the beginning of these rounds, in the beginning, they were, like, trying to be nice enough. They're like, uh, well, you know, not if, like, they were, like, unless they're, like, this certification. And then towards the end, they're like, absolutely not. I'd never have them near me. I don't even want them near my children. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, Marcus, <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, like, I'm a firefighter. You're a firefighter. <laughs> Well, great, because in this round, you went up in a blaze of glory. With four votes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Okay, so it might, it might be good to talk about her insults. The slam. Uh, I did, I did a tiny bit. But there's some great, apparently she has some like famous ones. Have you seen these? Yes. These are the ones that you hear all the time, like a few fries short of a Happy Meal. Well, n- well, no. She so the, the my favorite like of what so this is one of her controversies was that um, okay so this was uh, um, <laughs> there was a gentleman named uh, John Noakes <laughs> who was um, who had a dog who had passed away just recently. Oh um, no! <laughs> and. <laughs> And apparently, when she the the slam that she made towards him was the dog's name was Shep, and she was like, "What was the end for Shep?" And then that was the <laughs> that was the uh, um, that was the slam that she said to him as he was leaving the show. <laughs> and there, and that so was by the way there was controversy. People did say you can't do that. You can't. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's just funny. The slams. I, I wonder if, if we were to transport this to 2019, if you could make, I, cause I, I see this trending game shows. Game show, the game show fandom wiki has a whole list of Ann Robinson insults. Oh my God. Really? Yes. I, I don't know. I, you, I, should I just keep going until you say I'm good. I want to know. I want to know how I can use these in my real life. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, there's also it. George Gray insults too, which I, we'll really? get to a bit. <clears throat> oh, George! So he was the new guy, right? Yeah, he was the new guy. He was the announcer now for for The Price Is Right, which also makes you really. Funny. That is kind of funny. Who's been anything but entertainment tonight? <laughs> Whose education was a very sorry waste of time? Is okay. there a village yeah, she... that needs its idiot back? Who's falling and can't <laughs> get up? Whose elevator can't go to the top floor? Mm-hmm. Whose parachute sadly has failed to open? Whose talents are better suited for silent film? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's the dark cloud with no silver lining? Oh, that's kind of sad. Who's in need of mental flaw? That's, that's where mental flaws got its name, I think. Whose brain really- in the last round sadly expired? <laughs> Who's the rotten tooth that needs to be pulled? She man, she really went through like a whole like medical phase. Who huh? is the alien from Planet Incompetence? That's, Where that's does a knowledge weak. go to die? Okay, that's pretty. Whose good. traffic light is permanently stuck on red? <laughs> uh, the fresher of the happy moment. Who's one egg short of an omelet? Who's one trip mm-hmm. short of a Barbie? Who is as useful as an <laughs> ashtray on a motorbike? Uh, that's weak. Who has a brain only a mother could love? Oh, God, this is a timeless one. Are you ready for the timeless yeah. insult? I'm ready for the timeless one. Who truly deserves the domain name ignorant.com? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so uh, transporting this, the twenty, the, the weakest link to 2019, because I noticed this trend in game shows over the last, like, 15 years is that, like, the host is kind of in it with you, right? Like yeah. the host wants you to win, like like millionaire, right? Like you know, Regis is there. He wants you to win. The audience is there. They want you to win. Um, like everyone's rooting for you. 
I, like the weakest link comes from a time it's 2001 okay it comes from a time where like it like we could like roast each other and it wasn't like it wasn't that bad so i'm curious in 2019 if we could do that you know i mean there's there's roast battle and all that stuff but i think it, it's not good you none of these jokes really are like offensive in terms of like race or gender or whatever it really is just like you're an idiot so i guess there's that quote-unquote ableism kind of humor with this oh jesus christ the george gray insults have some really awful now in this group of comic book heroes who here is loser man oh george gray i like uh, that's not great on this rodeo drive who is the 99 cent store (laughs) what it's who's been yeah, stood up on great. their date with victory. I <laughs> so some dumb. of these just Here's feel a little it. too ridden for it to be funny. Very much so. Here's also say I did love aside from the game. I loved the 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 2001 snapshot, like the NBCI, like how you had to go to NBCI.com to get like interactive, you know, with your television. You know, uh, um, the Sprint commercial was hilarious. Don't you um, want to go to pets.com? Don't you want to... The, the best one was uh, um, was uh, uh, the, the blind date commercial. So like, the woman's getting ready for her blind date and this guy shows up and it's like a Sony Handycam, um, uh, Sony Handycam commercial. And it's like this giant <laughs> camera she turns to film this guy that she's going on a blind date with. And then she emails it to her friend who, you know, you always check your email on your computer, your desktop computer before you go out a day. Right, Jordan? Of course. You have to figure out who these people are. So she had sent this and granted, she said like the commercials like boasting how quickly you can send like this massive video file, but it's not like this was moments happening. And like in 2001, that would have taken like 25 minutes to 30 minutes. (laughs) And it's just like a video. And And then here's the best part. She doesn't like, like nothing like there's no end of the commercial or the excuse me the end of the commercial is the woman on the date leaves like she bails she jumps out a window and so now the roommate who has made this film of this person in order for the other girl to not go on the date is now stuck with the blind date he's just sitting there and like he stole like a treat from a dog like this is the greatest time in our lives jordan like 2001 was magic and that's how we got married <laughs> like look the, 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 like who, i love it i love it so much i've missed 2001 like everything was so good and then you saw promos for fear factor which was also funny yes oh my god i cannot believe and fear factor is one of those things that you cannot bring fear factor back it's, it's still on it cannot be it, uh ludicrous hosts it on mtv it does not really it's no longer joe rogan it's ludicrous and a lot of the stunts are now instead of like eat the cock like they're still a gross out in the bugs but that's like round one now it's like you millennials love your smartphone so we're gonna put it in a wood chipper like that's the game <laughs> oh that's kind of dumb it's oh it's it's shit it's a fucking shitty show it, I, I don't like it <laughs> but but no it is so good it's because then it's these put downs and then sometimes when they ask someone why they voted for somebody there's always that level of hypocrisy because it's like well because they got all of their answers wrong really (laughs) or it's like weirdly like specific like oh he didn't know who the president was it's like what do you like that's why you're voting him off a show because he didn't know who the president was it's like well you know like what are you talking about <laughs> and and or something like and then sometimes it's like well they're more beautiful than smart <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's yeah. like you're nope. not winning her over. <laughs> Bull show. And, and Anne does not give a shit because she just keeps that one face the entire time. Like she doesn't smile. So, uh, towards the end of the series, didn't she start to break a little bit more? They did when it got into the when they didn't because when season two started, uh, they decided you know we, we're losing our ratings. You know it'd be great celebrity gimmick bullshit. So Music Week, Survivor Week, Fear Factor Champions Week, which had the lowest uh, winning prize of all time on on oh Week God. of Link. I can only imagine that being true. Uh, and then there was Comedians Week. There was TV Game Show Host Week. Uh, and my favorite, WWE Week. Oh my God! Really? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, did they like? Ar- and, did they like? They got through the entire introduction with- sequence, and they even had Kane, uh, parts <laughs> unknown. <laughs> Okay, so did they did those did the wrestlers like like balk back at at Ann or they did, did they she did. they did a bit, but it was like this simple like, well, Ann, um, uh, I mean, I may not have got that question right, but at least I look good. Oh well, that's that's you know, that, that what would have been stuff. what would have been the best the best crossover is if if like next week on Raw, like Ann Robinson got into the ring <laughs> and like took off the. Tra- and just count <laughs> just like now, 2019 like of- version if i host it i will i'm not afraid <laughs> to step into the squared circle i'm not afraid to go on raw and or smackdown probably raw because nbc universal this is a whole other show where you need to explain to me all of world wrestling and we can't get into it here but okay, i would so love to see it's, like it's, it's it's first of all it's a uh, sports entertainment sports uh, entertainment and in two uh it's fake. No, that part I know. It's just <laughs> like it's it's like it's like explaining to me like General Hospital, like one of those soap operas that's been on for like fifty years. Like like you know, that's I need, mean that, that's all you need to know. Pro wrestling's like it, a soap opera. There's characters, you gravitate towards these characters, they have their highs, they have their lows, you keep watching them as they progress as a character until they either get ridden out or they get hurt and they leave. They come back as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Uh, or now they're or now Hulk Hogan's now on television again, promoting a Saudi Arabia pay per view, and we're Good. all supposed to ignore what he said that Gawker <laughs> promoted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, totally fair. Yeah, Nevertheless, it's a Saudi Arabia Robin- place with Mohammed bin Salman giving fifty million dollars. Yes. <laughs> Decides you know it'd be great getting the guy from Gawker. And Ric Flair. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Would that be great? I'd love to see that. I would watch that. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, you wouldn't. I absolutely would. <laughs> I, I will send you a what few links pro- when this is done <laughs> to help you out. What, what other problematic person could we put in this whole thing? Let's bring back a, I don't know. <laughs> oh, do you want like the ghost of Chris Benoit to return? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> these are These are names that I've heard like forever. But I've I have no idea who these people are. I just know that like all of this is bad. Like all these things are bad, regardless. Yes, WWE week, which by the way was a fun episode. Uh, regardless, I would love to have seen like the winner Ant, was by the way Ant. Kane. Kane won, and he went on to become the actual uh, mayor of of Cox County of Knox County, Tennessee. Not surprised. Look at Jesse Ventura, uh, governor of um, what was wait, what's uh, it, Minnesota. Colorado? So does, excuse at me. the same time and by the way they were both libertarian so it's also i guess runs in the wrestling family <laughs> really if you're a libertarian <laughs> pro wrestler you have a good chance of winning an election 
Which is, which is weird because you would often you would I would assume that most like people into wrestling would be like Republicans, but strange libertarian leaning. All right, well that's fair. Unless you're Dave Batista who donates to Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Batista again, welcome on the show anytime. We we're here. We're all here for Big Dave. Uh, so so there's a bit of fun, and then sometimes there's a hypocrisy, and Anne does the put downs. If you're right, my favorite one was this guy was a. Uh, he worked in the he worked as a White House intern and he was getting a degree in politics. And on the show he kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. Oh I don't know. And then Anne in the <laughs> ultimate put down when she got when he got the votes out, said, Don't worry. I don't know will really help you when you get your job in the White House speaking in the press corps. Oh my God. And it was Sean Spicer. <laughs> it sure was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who recently came back on Dancing with the Stars? Great, great, great comeback! Aren't we, aren't we glad we all the Trump people are back on the television doing your favorite game shows? Oh my God! I, here's here's the greatest comeback episode for the weakest link. Okay, here are the nine people. Are you ready? Well, eight. It'll be eight because we're because we are eight doing people. US. We are doing U.S. rules. You're right. Okay, so we got to do eight. It's all former Trump administration. Okay, so we got we got your Sean Spicer. Okay, um, we got what's his name. Uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, Steve, oh, absolutely, Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Bannon, uh, Omarosa, John, Omarosa, John Bolton, John absolutely. Bolton. Okay, <laughs> we're at four. Um, we'll get uh, Sarah Huckabee. She's she's definitely in. Um, who uh, was Sarah, what's Sarah, the guy? Uh, you get Kellyanne Conway. Oh yeah, Kellyanne. Well, she's not former, but we'll take Kellyanne. We'll give her. We'll give her. We'll we'll get Kellyanne. Um, what's he got? Um, uh, uh, Scaramucci. Scaramucci's coming on. You gotta get the mooch. The mooch. We gotta have the mooch. Oh, who else? Who else we need to bring in? Um, uh, we, he had two, Oh, his former AG, Whitaker. He's got to come in. Absolutely. Um, abuse of power is not a crime. So he's going to be great. And then um, uh, and oh, uh, Jeff Sessions. Oh, my gosh. Greatest, weakest link episode ever. Right? Because then only one will really win money. And we know because it's all trivia, they're not going to get anything right. <laughs> <laughs> or they're argue they will argue about it that it is right and they know what's going on and you actually don't know what you're talking about. Where I come from, the facts do matter. <laughs> and abuse of power is a crime. Uh, who has a date with Robert Mueller? It's time to vote out the weakest link. <laughs> who needs to be impeached from this <laughs> game? <laughs> who needs Russia to survive this election? It's time to vote out the weakest link. Who has been probed by a, <laughs> an oversight committee? <laughs> who thinks there's? Who thinks a fact check requires a tweet? It's time. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's it's gonna be good. I can't wait for that. And look at like that's gonna happen. <laughs> like, Great. So the, you know, now, I, folks, look forward to Jordan Haas hosting Weakest Link 2019 2020. White House. Jordan, you have the greatest. You have the greatest name for this too. So Jordan Haas, Jordan Haas, uh, hosting new host of the Weakest Link. It's gonna get hostile. It is hostile. It's a. Ho- it's gonna be very hostile. And and then I, I actually wrote the rules too of what I would do. Okay, uh, let's get into. I want to get into it. Let's get into your rules. Okay, so same rules, eight players, but this time around, because as you know, it's like almost twenty years ago, inflation hit. We can't just give away okay. a million bucks on this show. We can give away two million dollars. <laughs> two million dollars in so, Dogecoin. It, it's eight players, and basically it's just same fucking tree as it always was. 
It's just instead of, instead of 1,000, 2,000, 500, 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, 50,000. The final two used to be 75,000 and 125. Now it's 100,000 and a quarter million dollars. Okay. That makes sense. So now I'm, your goal I'm is in. to hit your quarter million dollar target. Fastest way is still with a chain of eight correct answers in a row. Build the chain. You go up the prize ladder, say the word bank. You stop the chain, go on. Say if you get a question wrong, you have to start a new chain again. So would your would your personality be as acerbic as as Annie Robinson's, or would you be a little more lighthearted? I, mine will be more of uh, I guess I would say more like my fun time calls personality. It'd be like it's frantic because there's a time clock, and then it's like if if they don't get the quarter million, it's it's obviously me getting pissed. It's just the God fucking just, damn it, <laughs> fuck you, fucking God damn it. It's, it's not perfect. so no, fucking I'm, hard. It's eight correct. It's eight answers. It's eight simple fucking trivia questions. You could have done it. I can't believe it. <laughs> I want. I want at least like four or five like walk offs. Like you go to your producer and you're just like, no, 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 I'm not doing this anymore. I get, you need to scream people about it and just like <laughs> you like throw like water and then you come back to the podium and commercial after commercial. You're like, we're back. <laughs> Well, no, that's like, the walkout just, during the vote. The voting office when it looks like I'm just like oh, walking true. out like I'm fucking had enough. Out of a possible quarter million dollars, you banked $8,000. 8000 <laughs> I, I, I want you to be like so, like so angry about it. <laughs> 8000 What like, life-changing money you could do. Because somebody, like, I would love like it to be like somebody's like, um, uh, you know, like, what is the, you know, the official language of the uh, the United Kingdom? And someone's like, I don't know. Like, I want you to have, like, just like, just like, enraged, like, throw fruit at them. Like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't do it during the round. I would have to just, just scream it. <laughs> It'd be great. And yeah, then no, when it gets I, that final run's only time, I, I go from frustrated host to actually like, this is serious for $80,500. Now, was there, was there, there's definitely, there had to be like a home version of this game, right? Oh, multiple, multiple versions of the game. Where do you want to start? First of all, I own almost all of them at one point or another. The most famous one is the PlayStation version of the game. Really? They made a PlayStation version and complete for eight players. You got to pass the controller and then you got to answer and then your voting off was by a button selection. What? You, you couldn't pick, like you couldn't input people's names in there. So it was like you had to play as an avatar as somebody. Uh, oh, 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 you know what? I remember playing this and I remember on the, there wasn't, was there not a, was there an Xbox version as well? No, it was just PlayStation, but yes, it was just. I remember the, but I do remember the Annie avatar. Yes. Like the like the then it like looked like just it was just weird, but it was definitely her. And then they had a full motion video of Anne going like, "Ooh, uh, check is about to bounce." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, I remember that. Um, it's funny that it's funny that she will all like. I will never not much like Trebek will never not be known for Jeopardy. Like I'll never not know weak as like as Ann Robinson, like whoever the other guy was, like, I would never ever see anybody but Ann Robinson. I don't know. People see, uh, when it comes to family feud, people do now see it, see it at the Steve Harvey show instead of Dawson or Cole. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. So it's still, it's always possible. Here's, here's what I'll say. I think that like a, I think an like a quote like underground weakest link league could happen. I think this game is like is so much fun. Like I could could you not imagine this being played at like a bar? Like instead of like trivia night, it would be like weakest link. That would be amazing. 
out of a possible $20 bar credit, you banked an <laughs> astonishing $1.25. Don't you think that like that crowd would go like that crowd in that bar would go nuts. It would be great. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? So I, I live I live in the alleyway. <laughs> you live in an alleyway, yet you can't figure out your west from east. Like you would it would be it would be really good, but like I would see like the trouble of making those insults, like not getting into a bar <laughs> fight. Host like, gets their ass kicked. <laughs> you're just like wait what this is the host just get like knocked down it'd be great just you just gotta get a good heckler comedian to do oh yeah that'd be great do it like having a heckler comedian doing color commentary like (laughs) also the also like another person doing the stats like statistically um you know candy apples over there has you know (laughs) This <laughs> has banked the most money, <laughs> but Bruno has has answered the most questions correctly. But it's votes that count. <laughs> That'd be great. I could see this coming back as like a personal event. Uh, Jordan, I love this game. Like, I think I honestly think that this format should be how we decide like our next presidential election. I'm not kidding. Like, you get the all not all the Democratic nominees, eight of them get together do the weakest link and it's on like public policy or on like um you know like solutions or like debate rounds or something like that someone gives them like and then the the person like they either get through but then they each have to vote off who's gonna go based on their answers and if they got enough right if they banked enough money and that's how you know whether that presidential candidate can like do all of that under pressure i think it'd be great (laughs) beto in the event of another uh, school's shooting, do you think they should take away all the guns? <laughs> right. And he was like, he would be like, yes. He's like, incorrect. <laughs> Moving on. And then it's like, once again, they keep asking me, how are we going to pay for Medicare for all? <laughs> Warren, yeah. Medicare for all or Medicare for some? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I honestly think if we ask them, ask them like real questions, like I wonder how many of those people could pass this game. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good format. I'm pitching it for the 2034 election. <laughs> Joe, what breakfast uh, cereal company makes corn pop? Wait, what breakfast cereal does make corn Kellogg. pops? Kellogg's. Oh, see, I wouldn't even get that right. Kellogg's. Anyways, corn pops. such okay. a, you have your pops. Such a good yeah, such a good game. All right. Um, I mean, definitely should be rebooted. I made a good format. I like the fact that it's a it's a mix of man versus house, but it's also a team versus house. But everyone's against them. It adds like a layer to a layer. I think the set needs to be a little bigger. I think it needs to be a little brighter. I think you can the music. Uh, I mean, you're right. I do love the music though. But you're right. You you have to change that. You need to have. I think it needs to have more LED lights now. I think like if you can show like whose turn it is. Although I did, I I do love that 2001 aesthetic. Like lots of ovals, lots of like we're the first year to the the year 2000 kind of space vibe. You know, Anne's wearing like a full trench coat, like she's from the Matrix. Like it was a very like futuristic vibe. You know. Absolutely. Um. I also think it needs to be somewhat of um, probably like we also need to have we talk about the other important part of the show, the walk of shame. Yeah, to the to the confessional camera. When a contestant gets eliminated, they have to walk past Ann Robinson off the stage and then give the confessional. That I think you can reboot this and have it be like a really cool like 
way for them to get eliminated a really cool walk of shame graphic like yeah they have to walk away but now there's like a tunnel or instead of just like they have to walk off a, a pedestal well it's like do you uh do, i don't know if you've ever watched the the bachelor or the bachelor oh, yes i've watched the, the final rows okay. and then they have to cry in the back Those of the limo walks- those walks of shames are hilarious because like they're so far and like in absolute you get crying in the limo occasionally <laughs> my favorites are when like they go to like a tropical island and they've had like the date on the island and then um uh they like only but only one girl can come back with the guy so they leave they just basically it looks like they leave one of the contestants just on this island like that's what i want i want that epic level of walk of shame <laughs> you just want an extended walkout. Like, and I want the camera not to cut away. I want every moment of their suffering in this point. <laughs> like, they lost. The reason they got voted off is because they didn't know what flavors of Jello, you know, there are. They like they missed strawberry, and now they have to leave. And I want every part of that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, no. So, so video game. They did a board game. They did a Tiger Electronic game. Oh my god, really? That would be amazing. They did a, the board game was like a thousand questions or so. They did a bunch of quiz books every once in a while. There was even a Euro pop single with with the theme song. Yeah, called "You Are the Weakest Link." <laughs> you know, she's very like she would be very remixable. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, um. I can't find it. I think it's man. I missed it. But it's funny. It's just like it just is like Euro be like do do do. Ditch the mean, uh, get the mean, lose the lean. You are the weakest link. Echo Bass, that's what it's called. So uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, iOS right now, um, the the app store, and apparently you can you can download a weakest link app. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh no, it's sorry. It's a it, okay. So it's 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 a Russian knockoff, and it's called Bet on Brain. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest link. This is definitely like something that will like absolutely share all of your personal information to the Ukraine. But <laughs> like, I kind of want to download it. <laughs> this is the uh, weakest link, folks. Uh, <laughs> I, like I these, are the, these are the two. These are the two sample questions. What is the pen name of Samuel Langholm Clemens? Clemens. Uh, Mark Twain. Jordan. Mark Twain. Correct. Um, and this is the next one. The computer language Ada is named for what poet's daughter? Really? Ada the Poe? No. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, like I'm telling you, like this, it's great. This is capturing that like sporadic difficulty of questions. Speaking of questions, Carne, because we're near yeah. the end of the show. We love it. We're wanting the show back. We're gonna create our own uh oh, millionaire play gonna... it. I want to like find eight people. Like I want to do a flash mob weakest link. I want to find eight people and just like, hey, uh, you guys want to play weakest link? And just like, <laughs> and just like have people just run out from four different sides with like music and everything. You want mobbed version? You want Howie Mandel's mobbed, but at yes. like a convention or? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I want to be like so unassuming. Like, hey, um, if you want to come take this quiz, like just you know, you guys, you ate right here. They're like, oh, okay, and then like, bah, 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 bah. like six people <laughs> run down, like lights come down, like this is gonna happen. Statistically, Chris is the weakest link, getting three questions wrong. This is like, uh, I need to go, like I've got a movie. Statistically, Mary is the weakest. You have to <laughs> vote them out. Mary's like, um, my child is actually at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, can I go? <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Uh, All right, questions. So, Carnan, this is the speed round part. We have five questions, 60 seconds to answer all five of them. You can't say bank, unfortunately. Uh, Okay. For each one you get right, it's one free plug. You can get five free plugs. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm in. All righty. 60 seconds on the clock. What M is a planet in our solar system? What M? M. Mercury or Mars? Correct. In math, what is 50 times zero? Zero. What shopping mall is famously located in Glendale, California? Shopping mall, Glendale Galleria. Who is your, what's your favorite item at Taco Bell? Oh, that's so tough. I'm going to use the rest of 60 cents for six, 60 seconds for this answer. Uh, a beef quesarito. Who is the weakest link? Uh, in in life, um, ugh, Donald Trump is the weakest link. Now done. Five for five. The orange buffoon, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> is that how it works? Because I feel like he's not going to cooperate. No, no, you're the weakest link. You're the you're the weakest link. You are. You <laughs> are not me. I've been told bye I'm bye. the strongest link. Bye Lots bye. of people are saying. I'm the strongest link. <laughs> Everybody says I'm the strongest link. Oh, yeah. That's also a fun part we should bring up. It's like when someone gets votes off the strongest link, they go to the second strongest. <laughs> exactly. And then there's that bit of, well, that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got five plugs, Carne. What would you like to promote? My gosh, I have nothing to plug. I don't do anything except cause chaos online. So, you know, I'll say um, big ups to Rain Body Fuel. Uh, Orange Dreamsicle still have not got my my hands on one. I'm looking for one. I'm looking everywhere. This is my mission for the next, like, you know, two weeks um, to get an orange body fuel or an orange dreamsicle body, a rain body fuel. So rain, if you're listening, um, I'd love to be your sponsor, your little poster boy, your little orange poster boy. Uh, let me, hit me up. Um, you can follow me in my aunt, weird antics on Twitter, uh, make gusto carne or at carne may. Um, and my last three plugs, you know, you know what I'm going to do here, Jordan, I'm going to plug my good friend, Jordan Haas. It's uh, it's getting hostile out here, and hostile is coming back uh, to Weakest Link 2020. Fun time calls, good podcast. Uh, I make the and my excuse me, fun time calls. That's one plug, and then my last one is the officially unofficial fun time calls poll poll. You'll see every week at Carne May. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate all the love. <laughs> For for Liv Jordan host, eventually we'll see this reboot of The Weakest Link and then get excited for Jeffrey Ross hosting it or Lisa Lampanelli or some other one of these. Heckle no, Lisa Oh, <laughs> talk about problematic with Lisa Lampanelli. That's the other Funko Pop that I want. Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> Lisa Lamp- uh, you just hash- that's your that's your sixth plug, your bonus plug, problematic Funko Pops. <laughs> exactly. Lisa Lampanelli and Paula Dean. I'm waiting. <laughs> Carnet, thank you so much for stopping by. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is a good time. Uh, and uh, uh, I-, I love it. I love this game. We're bringing it back. But now I got to say it. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Thank you so much to Carney for stopping by. Uh, I, weakest link is one of those great game shows. And I think that's going to be the one that I'm going to now start my campaign of Haas for host again with the weakest link. I think there is room to bring this show back. 
Uh, and hopefully the Buzzcast Network can help me out with amplifying the voices so we can finally bring back this game show. Um, so there's a few things we have to bring up here. As soon as a player is eliminated from the show, they take the walk of shame. And then they do the backstage interview. And it's usually just like, how do you feel? Who do you think is going home? Why do you think you got voted out? It's only like usually like three or four questions. And then they pick the big soundbite for the show. As that person is taking by and it goes from eight to seven to six to five to four to three to one, time is taken off the clock. Usually it's 10 seconds. Sometimes it's 15 if it's in the syndication run. Uh, which makes it even uh, more difficult for the contestants because not only got they answer the same eight questions, but now with less time and less people. In the final round, when it's two people left, the money is doubled or tripled if we're talking the nine-player game, uh, which adds some stakes to that final round, which I do kind of enjoy. In the syndicated version with George Gray, there were six players and a $75,000 pot. Uh, that is played with a $12,500 target uh, with the 5432 uh, aspect until uh, essentially we realized, oh, this game's kind of broken and very cheap and no one wants to watch it. So what they did was they kept the same six players. And in season two, they made it $100,000 with a $25,000 target uh, with four games played, four rounds, a six round, a five round, a four round, and a three round. Whoever in, in the three round, when they vote off their person, it goes to the final two and they immediately start that head-to-head round with three questions in the penalty shootout instead of five, which I think is kind of interesting. And I, I think... If you were to try and do something like that, I could see it working again if you wanted to go that route. Uh, But originally, if I could probably assume here, when they were originally pitching um, this this version of Weakest Link, I either think they were going for the format I pitched, the $250,000 target uh, with the eight players uh, that, that... I originally pitched in this episode. Uh, or they kept it with nine players and a $100,000 target uh, and kept basically all of the score of the uh, the UK version, but with two uh, zeros attached. So it's 2,000, 5,000, etc. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do appreciate... Uh, the weakest link in so many regards. Phil Gurren is one of those unsung legends of game shows, and I can't... Uh, I, I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he made Osit, but Weakest Link definitely uh, knocks it out of the park. That is a home-run game show, and I really want to know what he's working on next. That's one of those shows where I really want to pick his brain. What is Phil Gurren doing these days? Because something tells me he's doing what I'm doing, watching a whole lot of different game shows and going, ooh, that would work. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, And doing something that's probably going to be a little original, a little unique, and a little silly. Uh, Now it's time for the 110-part series looking at every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is Pricing Game Spotlight. Balance game. 
Premiere date, April 9th, 1984, number 5281D. Finale date, December 3rd, 1985, 5912D. Another failed format. Don't get this confused with the later one, by the way. Balance game, the first version, uh, in, is a game in which the contestant had to balance a large scale by using buckets of silver dollars that bear the show's host, Bob Barker, to win the big prize. Here's how it worked. The contestant was given five silver dollars and shown five prizes with two-digit prices, each with a bucket in front of it containing a number of silver dollars equal to the item's price. The contestant picked any item in its bucket of dollars was poured into the dish on one side of a scale. The price was also revealed on the bottom of the bucket, which was stacked near the dish. The contestant then had to pick another prize whose coins were poured into the other side of the scale and whose bucket was placed to that side. If the two items balanced the scale where the same price, you know, like 60-50, like 60-60 like or 54-54, uh, the contestant won a large prize. If the prices were within five bucks of each other, the contestant could use the free dollars that were given to them to balance the scale and win. If not, they had to select additional prizes whose dollars would be added to the scale and attempt to balance them or come within five dollars of doing so. The game continued until the scale balanced or until all the prizes had been used and the five free silver dollars could not balance the scale. The contestant won any small prizes they had used on the scale, regardless of whether or not they won the game. The silver dollars used in the game were called Barker Silver Dollars and were specifically minted coins with the host Bob Barker's face on them. Contestants were allowed to keep any of their five free silver dollars that had not been used in the game. Several sets of them have been offered for sale on eBay. Their main coins were recycled into use in the current balance game many years later. No, no really, it's actually used in the modern balance game. Uh, here are some notes. Two items can share the same price, and two items have to have a difference of no more than $5 higher or lower to win. So in other words, if you pick, say, uh, a toaster, and that toaster's $41, and then you pick a, a remote control car, and that is $45, bucks, 41 to 45 is not technically balanced, but if you put four of your silver dollars next to the... Uh, the toaster, 42, 43, 44, 45, 45 equals 45, and you balance the scale, and you've won the grand prize. Yes, it's that complicated. Uh, the most common explanation for the game's retirement comes from its rules, which critics say were too confusing for most contestants. Balance the scale. Uh, Barker often had to explain each aspect of the game, short of revealing the prices of each item. The most number of times this game was played on any season was 14. And I gotta be honest, I thought this one sucked. This is not an exciting uh, balance game game because well, it's too it's a little tough to figure out. And also it's too puzzling because you have to balance the scale once. And that could be you pick a very expensive item and then find two items that are equal to it that you can add five bucks to or some variation of the case. And it, it's a little too difficult. Uh, it's not really that exciting, not that really dramatic of a game. Uh, the new one that came out, where it's basically, here's the big scale that's the price of the prize, and then here's the four bags. One's in the hundreds, 
tens and ones place and then find the thousands that match, that's a much better uh, format to this game. Because that's also a balance the game thing, but easier to understand. Uh, but, you know, balance game, it, it, it got revived. It got renewed in a much better format. This one didn't do it for me. It sucks. It's one of my least favorite pricing games. But, I mean, someone has to like a big balance to scale game that barely works. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, we're going to be on the nose. On, on the nose. Suspect witness don't come outside. Don't make book in a sleep matter. You busted! Make a bottle time, John, either up. Make a bottle time, John, either Suspect witness don't come outside. Don't make book in a sleep matter. You busted! Make a bottle time, John, either Make a bottle time, John, either Suspect witness don't come outside. Go back, book in a sleep matter. You busted! Make a bottle time, John, either up. Make a bottle time, John, either Suspect witness don't come outside. Go back, book in a sleep matter. You busted! Make a bottle time, John, either Make a bottle time, John, either So. As you know, we are talking about streaming services. Disney Plus is out now. Take the Boogie Challenge today. Make Mr. Boogie your very first movie that you watch. Take that Boogie Challenge today. Uh, but if you don't have Disney Plus, you don't want to do the free trial and take the Boogie Challenge, uh, you might have Netflix. You know, Netflix is home to a lot of different game shows. Uh, and one of them that just came out is a new season of Busted. Uh, Busted is that sleepers uh, South Korean variety game show hit that I do enjoy quite a lot. Now, I still prefer the Genius Game over Busted, uh, but I mean, compared to other variety formats such as Running Man or Crime Scene or a Society Game, this one is right up there with with them. Have you never seen Busted? Uh, they take a few comedians and actors from the world of pop culture and TV and personalities. Uh, and they are basically the main stars of a detective crime drama series uh, where they revolve as the characters. The There is scripted scenes that are played, but then there's unscripted natures in solving the cases because all of the cases are based on puzzle solving or make almost like a very elaborate uh, hidden object games or or one of those escape room situations if you've ever seen escape room if you've ever seen a hidden object game in your life or just have seen a lateral thinking puzzle it's basically that rolled into one game show where they have to go from one place to another and if they want to in like ask questions to the suspect they have to go through the puzzle room and complete a task uh and these tasks can either be something that's kind of like an amazing race complete the puzzle uh do the one thing sell enough of this or it could be like a complete the dance sequence kind of challenge and season two is more of that uh, but an even more elaborate plan now is this show scripted? Yeah, it is scripted. I should point this out. This is a scripted show, but it's scripted in the nature of the uh, the scenes that are being played out 
And it's also in the nature of what's the information that the improvers have that they can give to the detectives. The detectives are kind of going on their own in this case. Uh, They're not really led to go in any direction other than that that's in the show. I'm pretty sure there is a director that will inform them if they're on the wrong track, though, just to help them out. But the problem solving that's in the show, the questions asked, the the way to solve the riddles, the way to solve the murders, that's on them. And I the show is clever in the fact that it has a story tree. I'm led to believe there is a win-lose condition on every one of these tasks, where if they fail, then this is the path they have to go. If they succeed, then this is the path they have to go to. And it's written out in a way that it's cohesive to go through the episode to lead to an even bigger puzzle at the end of the series, which is what I enjoy most about Busted. Yes, there is a whodunit murder mystery. Yes, it's a how they done it murder mystery. But then it's also a, if you found out who done it, can you get to the killer in time race against the clock puzzle, which is also very interesting. Because there are times when they have beaten the clock and gone into the, the killer in time. You get the police there and everything. But there have also been times when they were just a few minutes too short and they couldn't catch it in time and they made their grand getaway. And it's things like that that I kind of find very intriguing about the show. They can't win them all. They don't lose them all. There's no grand prize. There's no cash prize awarded. It really is just the fun of of the game, which is part of most variety game shows in in South Korea. Uh, I enjoy the celebrity guests they get. I enjoy the way they handle the, the murders. It seems like every episode is a different puzzle, a different strategy. Maybe it's a Fibonacci sequence. Maybe it's a cipher puzzle this time around. You never know what you're going to get, and it's very, very interesting. And there's a bit of play-along factor, but more than likely you're going to be sitting back and just watching the show unfold. Maybe you'll figure out some of the clues and then scream when they say something stupid. But it's an ultimately an enjoyable show on Netflix. I highly recommend you watch Busted uh, for its South Korean variety format that's on Netflix. There's not a lot of those out there. I can't think of many variety shows on on, on Netflix uh, that are from South Korea. And uh, if, if I, I don't know how if like things like Running Man are still on VRV, but I mean, man, I miss some of those. And if I can't get the Genius Game, I guess this is the next best thing. But keep watching Busted. It just makes me cater to just, can we just bring back the Genius Game? Can we do an American Genius Game? Come on, give me the Genius And it also tells me this could never work in America either. But I have a lot of fun watching it, and I hope you guys give it a try. Maybe watch a couple of episodes of Season 1 or Season 2. You don't really have to understand who these people are. There's a lot of interesting gags about who some of these people are. But I, I don't really need to understand it that much to enjoy myself with Busted. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll have an even more fun time with this. I'm not reviewing the show because, I mean, like, this is just Season 2. But uh, I do recommend you watch Busted uh, and and have a fun time with the, these streaming services that have been debuted today and this week. Hope you take the Boogity Challenge once again. Watch Mr. Boogity on Disney+. Plus. Have a lot of fun. And folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Join me next time as we watch another great game show. 
I suppose. Until next time, big smooch. Mwah! Goodbye. <laughs>